Welcome to Gracefield Grit. I'm your host, Lana Stenner, and we are chatting all about growing your faith, family, and the backyard farm. Here at the Gracefield Homestead, we are having honest, hard, and authentic conversations with some amazing guests about getting back to the basics and what's important in life. We are not for everyone, and we don't clean up our conversations, so you will get the unedited chat. Each episode, you can expect practical tips and encouragement. I am so honored to have you join us today. So grab a cup of coffee and let's do this thing. Hey, friends, welcome back to the Graceville Grit Podcast. Today, we are pulling back the curtain and giving you a behind the scenes look at the Graceville Homestead, our brand, books, and podcast. Believe it or not, I get way more questions about my business, books, publishing, and why I started the podcast. More questions than I even get about goats, chickens, recipes, or our gardens, all put together. So I thought I would show up here today and just answer the main questions I get asked all the time, just to give you a glimpse of how we did some things so that it'll also help you if you're wanting to get into this arena. So most of you that are asking these questions in my DMs and my email have a God-given message on your heart, your business, or platform that you know the world needs. So I hope you'll find this helpful and stick around to the end if this is for you. We have a fun offer to help you out. It's only for a couple of you, probably three, uh, because we do have a lot of fun things planned in the next three months, and we don't want to get overwhelmed and overworked. I'm trying to stay balanced here, but it is our mission to be a bit more transparent and helpful to those that have this God-given message or business on their mind. So we'll chat more about that at the end, but grab a cup of coffee and it is time to spill the beans. Okay. The first question I get regularly is, how did I become an author and what are the steps? So let's just say I'm a really late bloomer. For four years ago, I was on the backside of raising my kiddos with the last two in high school. Everyone was driving themselves finally, bless it. And I was excited to start transitioning back into my own life finally, where it's not 100% focused on the kiddos. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely loved the full-time mom experience, and there is nothing more important than raising up the next generation. However, you give every ounce of your energy you have to those littles, and I was coming into that season of change. Having had four kiddos, you learn some parenting tips and tricks that work through trial and error, and I found a way to have peaceful and productive mornings with my teens and even got in a quick two-minute Bible devotion each morning while they were shoveling in their breakfast peanut butter toast or eggs. We were all enjoying that before school time, which in the past had just been filled with chaos and strife. If you know the Stinner kids, they have always been high energy and a bit ornery, all three sport athletes with very busy morning practices and attitudes to go with that. And this super quick and simple morning routine, this tweak that we made, it worked. I will tell you, it really did work. So I had this system for them to legit leave my house every morning feeling loved, happy, healthy, and full of God's truth. And that is a lot to ask. If you know any teenagers, you know that's hard. And who doesn't want that? 
So long story short, my younger two were in the same friend group with our church youth group kiddos. And even though they were in different grades, they hung out with the same friends. Just as we were finishing up the complete school year of morning devotions, one of their very, very closest friends committed suicide right before the end of the school year, right at that summertime. It was very, very hard for our family. And it's their story to tell, so I'm not really going to go into those details. However, during that horrible, horrible trying time, my son, he came to me after all of that and said, every single family should be doing a morning devotion together. And so that whole tragic situation, it spurred a passion, not just for my kiddos, but this devotion system needs to get out into the world and help other families. And it was just on my heart that this needs to happen and not just use it for my own kiddos. So the very first thing I did was open up a new social media account under my name and started posting in this public, I think it was called creator's business type of account on Instagram, which was different than my personal account. And then I started working on my website and I decided to reach out to a literary agency about this devotion. (laughs) And of course, they turned me down right away. And for very good reason, I was sending such mixed messages. At the time, we had been homesteading or backyard farming on our small property of four acres for about 16 years. Instagram was so much fun at the time. There were no algorithm issues. It was still shots of my farm animals and gardens and pure joy especially when we added the goats to the property. I had the totes my goats and siblings photo go viral. You may have seen the goats in the sink pic. Rarely did I add family photos in, and I didn't once talk about the teen issues and the struggles families were facing. The loss of a precious teen was too raw and fresh. And in all honesty, I didn't feel comfortable diving into those deep topics. I was unequipped to go there, so I didn't. Ever. So why on earth would a traditionally published contract, why would I get one for a family devotional book when I wasn't willing to talk about it on my platform? There was a huge, huge disconnect between what I wanted to do and what I was doing. My social media was growing organically, but in the area of homesteading, not teen or family issues. So I continued to chat with the agency for the next six months off and on. When I did sign my book contract, it was for the title, The Gracefield Homestead Lessons Learned on Faith, Family, and the Farm. And the beauty of that first traditionally published book is that it became an Amazon number one new release. It made it into Sam's Club over the holidays and has been in boutique stores across the country. I, as a matter of fact, just this week, I received two photos from different friends on vacation, seeing the book in local stores where they were at almost a full year later. And just in case you didn't get the book yet, it is on 40% sale on Amazon this week. So what is so wonderful about that first book is that the message was the exact same as what my platform was showing, what my friends online were used to seeing, and yet 
I got to add in my peaceful mornings with teen system into chapter eight, which is focused on family and setting intentions. It was a full circle moment for all of it to come together. We actually signed a two book contract with my publisher in the summer of 2020. The second book, the Gracefield Homestead Cookbook is done and will be out this September. And I have since signed and I'm working on book number three right now. So that's my brief publishing story in a nutshell. And there are so many ways to get published these days with self-publishing options, hybrids, and the traditional way as well. I have learned so, so much through this process, and I'm thankful for tips and tricks that can simplify it in future adventures as well. So the second most asked question I get is why I wanted to start a podcast. Of all the things I do, the podcast is my absolute favorite in my business. I love interviewing and having chats with guests. I love that it is long form and not a 10 second reel on Instagram. And I love that I can choose my own topics without an algorithm to shut me down. For example, if you want to compare a podcast platform to an Instagram reel on the same topic, When I look at my analytics on Instagram, I average 6% of my audience actually even sees what I put out. All that hard work and only 6% see it. I've been told the average should be 4% now. So I should be thankful that mine is even at 6%. How crazy is that? It should be 100%, right? If they're following you. We know that when we sit down and scroll through Instagram, and I'm sure you've had this experience, I rarely see a post from someone I'm following. It's mainly random things from other people that I'm not following. Now, I will say they do a great job knowing what I like. I get to see lots of funny goat videos, uh, yummy food blogger recipes from people I don't follow, and even some great scripture and faith carousel posts. But if you have a following, your audience on Instagram is rarely going to interact with you unless you are so important to them that they search for you, which is going to be almost never. The podcast is your own property without that restrictive algorithm. We are quickly approaching 40,000 downloads, and it's very exciting because it's not a waste of our time. People are hearing it if they choose to subscribe. The other reason I wanted to start a podcast is because it's my real estate, just like a website, and I can talk about whatever we want to talk about. Obviously, it's all about the audience and how you can help them with either information, joy, or life one way or another on the family, faith, and farm topics. I usually don't get into divisive topics or controversial subjects, but if we want to, we can. I remember I had a guest, Ashley, which you may remember, coming on. We were going to discuss raising backyard chickens, and it was the week of the Roe v. Wade Supreme Court leak, and we both felt led to pivot and discuss abortion and why we were pro-life. It was one of our most listened to shows, and I got a lot of good feedback. Uh, I think she didn't get a death threat, but she's still here. It's all good. Um, And that was our choice. And there wasn't a thought about our account getting taken down or shadow banned like regularly that happens on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. 
Last year on TikTok, where I have my largest audience of 84,000 people, I lost my entire account for a full week and I wasn't even being controversial. So I love that there is content freedom on a podcast. You own it, but you want to make sure that you're adding value to your listeners or obviously they're not going to come back. One last reason I love podcasting is the long form content and connection with guests. Most social media posts are either a photo or at max, they are recommending now a six second video reel on Instagram. They take that old phrase, be brief and brilliant a bit too far. There is no real content value going on in a six second video. I'm sure we all can agree with that. True deep conversations and education, they can't happen that quickly. Now, even YouTube is wanting what they call shorts, which is basically the same thing as a very short, real video. With podcasting, especially with a guest, I love to type out seven to 10 topics or questions for my guests as I'm doing my research, and we go deep and ad-lib other conversations that come up. It's natural and allows for the connection, not only with me and whoever the guest is, but you as a listener can go deeper as well. It just feels so much more authentic and real. Now, I'm not going to lie. Podcasting is a lot of work. It took us a year to get the sound dialed in after three mics, a sound booth, and switching platforms. We finally have it nailed down, but it took a while. I am so glad now that I got out of my perfectionist mindset and we just did it. Now we are well over a hundred episodes and going strong and it's not perfected, but we're getting there. We don't edit out parts of the conversation, a dog barking or FedEx knocking. It's real life conversations, just as if you're sitting here at the house having coffee in the kitchen with me. I've learned so many tips and tricks in the podcasting arena, and I'm really glad I started the Graceville Grit Podcast. Now that we have some systems and tech in place, it's on autopilot for us, and we have fun and meaningful conversations that hopefully add value to your lives as well. So in the past year, I've had a couple of people ask me about offering a mentorship coaching program for those that are interested in publishing, podcasting, or growing their industry platforms. I know so many women that have a God-given message that needs to get out, and we always want to overcomplicate it, so it takes so long and we just don't do it. It can be simplified and done. We've made it our mission that this past year to help others whenever we can. So I'm offering a mentor coaching program over the next three months. Because we need an hour to chat each month in a one-on-one Zoom call, I'm only opening it up to three individuals, and we have a roadmap of directions to get your message out, and we also have a direct Voxer channel so we can chat throughout the week with updates. It's so, so convenient. I do love Voxer now. I wasn't a fan at first, but I'm loving it. So if you think that's something that you're interested in, we have more details in the application link in the show notes. We're taking applications and signups only this week. And for those of you that are discouraged in getting your message out, hang in there. Persistence, consistency, and a few tips and tricks will get you there. It's all doable. Thank you for joining us today in this episode of Grace-Filled Grit. I know that your time is valuable and I truly appreciate you being here. I hope it was helpful and that you'll share it with a friend. 
in order to schedule amazing guests on our show, we could use some good reviews. So if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd be honored if you could head over to the podcast app on your phone, tap the album art for the Gracefield Grit podcast, scroll down to the bottom of the page and write a review. I'm looking forward to our next episode and I hope you'll join us again. Blessings to you today, friend, as you live out your own Gracefield Grit.